Hello, Danielle. Casey, I'm so excited about this week's episode. Me too. We really have. I mean, we're coming off of BravoCon, which you and I could not attend this year. But wow, we have uh, boots on the ground. I've never had so much FOMO. And yet I I was thrilled that we had been invited. I think I would have been devastated to have felt that we weren't included. Yeah. No, we couldn't go. But we were happy to be invited. And hopefully we make it there next year if they'll have us. God bless. But. So much happened there, Danielle. So I mean, the much. news, do you, does everybody feeling, you know, like a couple of years ago, I even said to myself, like, will we even be doing this podcast next year? Only in the sense of like, maybe people will like kind of move on from Housewives. I, I knew personally, we, you and I would never, never, but you know, we have to go with what the people are wanting and we don't want to overstay our welcome, certainly on this topic. I felt like we peaked at BravoCon, not even peaked. I realized, oh, we have so much higher to climb. So much farther to go. I, it, we're just at the beginning, Casey. That's what I saw. I saw that we're like, all of a sudden I I got a bird's eye view and it's like, oh, we're not just on this earth. There's a whole universe. You know what I mean? It's like when you see yourself from space. Oh, no. Yes. We've gone mainstream. Yeah. I think predict one day BravoCon will be in the metaverse, wherever the fuck you are, you'll be there. I mean, it's my metaverse. Is, That's it's the saying. Oscars. It's the Super Bowl, clearly. And they're brilliant for doing it. And I just felt like the headlines were coming fast and furious. I couldn't even keep up. Me too. They're still coming. We're still finding out things. And today on this podcast, we're going to find out more, which is what I'm excited about because we have today, yes, two brilliant people, two of two of our top favorite guests that we have in general on the podcast. And they have given us the gift of go- going to BravoCon and, and letting us hear their voices to report back. They're going to speak their truths today, Danielle, and they are the ultimate boots on the ground, some could say, because their boots were on, those boots were made for walking and they got all around the Bravo booths and made their way through all their products and they're lovely humans. And also hilarious, talented in their own right. Um, we have Ray Sani back. Um, you guys know her from our podcast, of course, but she's also a Emmy-nominated writer. She, um, You can find the show she most recently wrote on Everything's Trash. Phoebe Robinson's, Phoebe Robinson's show. You can find show. that streaming. Um, and she's incredible. And her, if you want to check her out, her uh, Instagram is raysani87. She's hilarious. You And then we also have Casey. We have a gentleman that almost need no intro. He's been with us through so much on this podcast and is always ready to lend a hand when he has a story and a song to sing from his heart, as he does today. And he's an incredible writer. He is co-host of the incredibly popular podcast, Keep It. He's the best. Please welcome writer, honestly, a man about town. You know, he has a kind of an Andy Warholian quality to me, yeah. Danielle. He's he's on both coasts. He's He's always in the mix. The delightful Ira Madison III. Ira and Ray, thank you for being here for this very special episode. What a joy. Bitch sesh, bravo con. You guys were in the room, or should we say the the convention Tense, center where, where it happened? The convention center where it yes. happened. <laughs> we are we are Anderson Cooper and Christiana Amanpour. Oh. Okay. We are we're giving you the report. I mean, I love that you say you're Anderson Cooper, but Anderson Cooper was also there in a bunny costume. Yeah, I was going to say he was in a shark costume. Yeah. Even the highest of brown people I, are wading into the garbage with us. That's the highlight. That's the feeling I'm feeling in the in the air right now. Guys, if you could each take us through highlights, lowlights, and everything in between. Well, the first thing I want to say is Ray and I are both wearing Brooks Marks merch. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. Okay. You got us. How comfortable are those sweats, Ray? So this, I didn't buy the pants. I only bought the top. But mm-hmm. I will say that actually, I don't remember how much I spent on this. This is not me. You blocked it out. You blocked it yeah, out. Yeah, I, I think I had gotten drunk enough by the end of the day that I like had just kept giving my credit card to anybody <laughs> who asked for it. <laughs> but um, I will say that while this is a comfortable sweatshirt, I think that the uh, stitching on this on the arm that is his red is his trademark is poorly applied for the amount of money mm-hmm. I probably spent on it. Yeah. And my only ten dollar Grand Dame hoodie is the most comfortable hoodie I've ever worn in my entire life. Wow. Wow. OK. Yes. Wow. That is priced right. Is her candle 25 cents? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like at her table, somebody was trying to get me to buy like a candle kit and all this. I was like, no, I just want to buy enough to get a picture. And it was like um, it was like uh, that sweatshirt that said people are always looking for me, but they never find me. Oh, yes. Mm. Now, I didn't know that there was just merch tables. Like, was it like, did it feel like a bazaar? It was a bazaar. It was the Bravo Bazaar, right? The, the, the Bravo Bazaar is like basically just like any convention center that you wander through. Everyone like everyone has is selling something. And you will also discover that Bravo celebrities that, you know, um, are selling something like you never knew they had. I'm sorry, I never knew um, Toya from Married to Medicine had Toya Wine Club. <laughs> Wait, what? She had a wine club? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even see that part. I only saw her selling like skincare. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Go Everyone's got to get their piece of the pie. Like everybody, you got to mm-hmm. have your hands in lots of different buckets. I heard one story. Some. Uh, one DM me and said, and I'm sorry, I forgot your name, who, who, whatever beautiful person you are, but they said that they went to Sheree's table for She by Sheree. Like they're, they're, she had like a onesie and she was like, okay, I want to get this onesie for my child. And she was like, no, these are just samples. You'll have to order it online. <laughs> That's exactly mm. what happened to me. Swear to God. So I like Sheree's on some panel somewhere, I'm like, oh, probably won't meet Sheree. She's not like my favorite. All I needed was to meet Kenya, which I got to do. Oh, I can't wait. You know I'm a Kenya. Oh, just demo She's so beautiful in person. Oh, she is. And nice. So I go to Sheree's table or booth. First of all, it's astonishingly small. Like everybody has like different you know, size tables. I guess maybe there might have been like a deposit they must have made for, you know, whatever. But I was shocked by how small Sheree's booth was. And people have backdrops. Yes. Like Sutton had a backdrop. Loverboy had backdrops. Oh, Sutton's was the best. Wait, what's Sutton selling? Sutton had like a, like her clothing. She had like, every, she she had like a, everything, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> she, but a flashing like neon sign. Yes, with like um, shrubbery, like really nice ivy yeah. in the back. <laughs> also, this is my, I feel bad for saying this. The whole cast of Beverly Hills is very attractive to, that's it. Mm-hmm. But 
I was shocked by how pretty Sutton actually is. Like, on the show, like, Sutton just looks like a lady to me. Yeah, she doesn't do herself any favors on the show. Right. And those kitty cat sweaters. Right. Yeah. And, like, you have a Garcelle on the show, you know. So, like, but Sutton was wearing, like, she had her uh, hair in a bun with her bangs out, was wearing, like, a nice cashmere white turtleneck and white pants, and she looked very good. But. Okay, so I go to the She by Charade booth and I see the, uh, you know, the iconic moment, who gonna check me, boo, even with Charade's face, you know, Charade making that face at the man she was talking to. And so then I go, oh, can I have this shirt? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, do you have a size small? They were like, actually, we don't have anything here. That's just a T-shirt <laughs> for display. And I was like... What? I was like, okay. So first of all, they're like, I was like, how much is it? You're like, this isn't layaway. Like, <laughs> right. give it to me. <laughs> right? One. And also, still, the sample, the display was wrinkled. She has not ironed anything <laughs> since everybody complained about it. It was still wrinkled. But I was like, okay, like, whatever. Where? BravoCon. I love how you're pushing through all this. Yes. I'm like, it's BravoCon. is fun. And this was actually going to be my first purchase. I was not even drunk yet. But I was like, <laughs> okay. So then this woman is like... Um, oh, Sheree's worker is a man, actually. And he goes, uh, I'm like, okay, fine. I'll get the shirt. Uh, you can mail it to me. How much is it? He goes, $72. What? $72. Mm. Okay? $72. And then I was like, uh, I talked myself into it. I was like, we'll find a way <laughs> to write this off on my taxes. Like, what's up? Like, we'll do something. So I go, okay, fine. I'll get the T-shirt. So now... <laughs> The man hands me an iPad because now I have to uh, put in my information. Well, now you're working for Sheree. Okay. (laughs) Exactly, right? Okay. So I put in my information. Now, mind you, there are only two options for shipping and not a single one of them is free ground shipping. It's only priority and like next day air. Okay. Okay. So now my $72 wrinkled on display t-shirt is now $90 because I got, I got priority shipping. (laughs) Mind you also today is already Thursday. That was Sunday and I don't have my shirt yet. So I'm like, okay, okay, fine, whatever. Like, I've really... You're very understanding, right? This is ridiculous. I've already talked myself into this, whatever, whatever. So I fill it out, right? Great. We've made the purchase. He thanks me. He's very sweet. Sheree's workers were perfectly nice people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then... I see, you know, they have a bunch of, like, laptop-type stickers, like, on on the tables. <laughs> and there are multiples. So, obviously, these aren't just for display. So, there was a sticker that looks exactly like the T-shirt that I just ordered, which is just Sheree making the face. Who gonna check me, boo? And I'm, like, thinking these are free stickers. I'm, like... As they should be. Yeah, I just paid $90 for what looks like and will probably be a wrinkled shirt when I finally fucking get it. So... I was like, okay, great. So I look at uh, Sheree's friend and I'm like, oh, can I have one of these stickers? And she said, have their $6. I said, nah, you quit. 
We're not going back to the iPad. I was like, nah, I'm good. And I walked. I was so offended. The audacity to ask me to spend $6 on a sticker. The audacity of hope. Honestly, right? that the they had. The audacity of hope. No, the audacity of broke. Because Sheree is broke as <laughs> hell. Charging $90 for a fucking t-shirt. And, and I swear to God, I looked around because there was nothing in the store. Everything was a display model, you know. And I was looking at what she had. And she had sweatsuits also. They're hideous. The designs are ugly. The colors are ugly. I shit you not. I picked up a hoodie. It said $252. Oh, my God. Now, I got a felt hat by She by Sheree. And, like, so I'm wearing a Brooks Mark cap, um, like a snapback, which is cute. The stitching, like, on the inside is a little whack. But, like, of, overall, it looks cute. What I'm hearing about Brooks Marks, though, is his stitching in general is not where we... Yeah. <laughs> Problematic. Look yes. how wrinkly this is. You see all yeah, that? Yeah, but it is so much better than... The hat I got from She by Sheree is, like, this felt awful looking thing $48 it was it's the imprint so first of all like wherever like sheen or whatever like warehouse that she gets like just slaps her logo on these clothes like the 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 logo for that is inside the hat shut up no No, Ira no so it says she by charade but then the logo inside is like where they're actually like the place they're printed from and like this is so like it's 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 despicable. It's ghetto. We could say it. It's ghetto. <laughs> yeah, <charade. it's> ghetto. <laughs> and then I saw like a news item that said that Sheree's not lowering her prices, no matter how angry the audience. Like she came out and said some shit like that yesterday. I'm like, this woman is crazy. If she had gotten it together after the you know the big fashion show and had everything on sale, she could have done it for a lot less and made so much more. This is the most ill-played kind of rollout I've ever seen in my life. I've come to realize that one of two things might be happening. One, Sheree might be a self-saboteur, right? Mm. She might just be too insecure to do anything properly. Or, which is the more likely option, is that Sheree never actually wanted to be a designer. And we just kept making fun of her for a decade. So she finally... (laughs) decided to do something, especially when the Tyrone storyline fell apart. This is our fault? This is our fault, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's our fault that she's (laughs) charging me $90 for a stupid t-shirt. I'll I'll reimburse you. Uh, uh, Okay, now what else went on, guys? What panels were you at? Who was the nicest? Who was the rudest? Who was bunk? What discoveries that we might not have heard about? Okay, so last thing about the the boost of the conventions... Like you, 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 you will just be wandering around and you'll hear screams oh erupt from the convention floor and you'll turn around and it's like Dorit being ushered by, <laughs> you know, it's, so it's like crazy. these people are going crazy for the housewives and it's sad. Like, you know, some of them that don't, don't have security ushering them by, um, like Gertie, but Aww. she was very lovely and very, very sweet because yeah, it's very beautiful because what happens is like the photo, what you actually need to do, and we were only there Sunday, but like if you're there regularly, the photo ops are like fine. You're like waiting in a line. But what's best is if you catch one of them popping by their booth where they sell stuff because that's how 
I um, got a photo with La Dame, um, the Grand Dame, you know, because she popped over. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out at uh, my friend's booth and I saw Karen go over to hers and there was all this uproar. And then we just hopped in line and they were so sweet. That's also how we got our picture with Candace, too. Yeah, we got a picture with Candace, who was so lovely. And because um, her person working for her had seen like Ray like over earlier, you know, um, when they cut, when the guy cut off the line, like he was like, oh no, like you two um, just come over. Like if you get like a vinyl or buy anything, like we'll get like a photo. So we got a photo. We bought like a Candace vinyl. And she signed it. Was so it. sweet. She signed it. Um, and lastly, I was, um, I'm friends with Bruce Bozzi's nephew, Lucas, <gasps> and I was at his booth. That took me on a ride. Okay. Andy came over to like give away like, um, Mujin, um, like this, um, sochu drink, um, shots to people. That's how I got so drunk. Cause I just kept <laughs> throwing back. When he came over, it was like people were losing their minds at Andy Cohen. And I was like, this is, he is God mm-hmm. to that. He's got to be. Again, it was like, people were like, who's coming? Who's coming? It's Andy, the screams. Uh, and Gina was at her booth. And so like, and Gina looking lovely too, like ran over and she started passing out shots too. <laughs> the boys from Family Karma did it too. They were like, and I'm going to get involved in this like Andy Fuhrer. Like I, I, I want, I want the adoration too. Wow. I love how interactive this is feeling. <laughs> it, it, it was. It's like Disney when I take my kids and you see like Mickey running and you're like trying to catch up with them and you don't know it's in exactly the wild that. when you're going to see them. Basically. It's like a game. You're running around. You're running around following screams, just chasing things. It reminds me of the breakfast that I did at Disney for my daughter at like Chippendales. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm normally like really anxious in crowds and stuff, but I just like got drunk and I was suddenly very able to talk to people. But the thing that tripped me out, I don't know how much of a Southern Charm fans you guys are, but... Very much. Um, of course. I am wholly unimpressed with Austin Kroll. I do not get why all of those <laughs> women you. were fighting over him. Yes. It, it confounds me to this day. So one of the times that I heard like a massive scream was like, Rah! right? So I'm thinking... Oh shit, here's Heather DeBro or you know <laughs> something. Ramona Singer. It's gonna be like a premiere housewife. Yeah, give me a Luann, give me a something. I turn over, it's Austin Crow's big doofy ass. And then there's a there's a bunch of girls going, Austin, you're so hot. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I, I was confounded. But I will say that I know that women are attracted to men who are very tall and Austin's hair was combed nicely and he looked easily (laughs) 6'4". So I guess I understand why they were yelling a little bit. We met the hottest man in Bravo. Of course. Carl. Carl Radke. Oh, and he looked, I saw him and I told him, you look rich. (laughs) He had a white turtleneck. He had on these nice, like, um... Brown shoes? Like these these boots. uh, They were like mahogany, Mm -hmm. like... The, it was fitted, and then Lindsay showed up just for a bit. She took photos with two people in the line, but, like, she looked like the first lady. Wow. Like, they they are gorgeous in person. Wow. They're gorgeous together. And, like, 
I got a picture with Carl. I don't remember how, but I was like aggressive about that one. I was like aggressively <laughs> on that. I think he is so goddamn fine. And so like he hugged me, my heart melted. Oh. And we I joked with him a little bit about his shoes and stuff. And then we saw Lindsay come and I didn't get a picture with Lindsay because I was like, Lindsay, are you coming back? Are we gonna come back around? Because she because I'd already gotten my picture with Carl and she was like, Oh no, I don't think so. She's too cool for us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have a question. I have a question just because we got into sort of the men a little bit. And here's a question that I have because it did seem to me that unless you were a real housewife, like I didn't see hide or hair of like PK or Mauricio as much, which I, I, I'm happy to know. But I did feel like Louis, you know, Teresa's um, new, he f- figured prominently. And he's I was everywhere. Yeah. He's like, everywhere. And that, but they're codependent. They're codependent. I don't like that he's everywhere because it makes me worry that he's in this for the wrong reason. <laughs> Oh, mm. definitely. Thursday, I was, I hosted like a kickoff for like DirecTV uh, for BravoCon. That's where Kathy had her conga line. Yes. Um, so. And thank you for that. Louis was there with Teresa, like taking photos, like he was giving Amy Poehler in Tina Fey. <laughs> Sorry, Amy Poehler in Mean Girls. Okay, like, like, truly, like, you're doing great, sweetie. Like, just following her everywhere. But also... <laughs> At that same party, Ira got me into it. So at that party, Ira was doing the Lord's work because I am shy in certain contexts. So I was just like, okay, Ray, like, we're going to get you a picture with this person, with this person, with this person. So Ira brings me over to Teresa. And Teresa, consummate professional, she did not talk to me. She just posed and was ready, right? <laughs> so Not a high, not a just even high. No, she gave me a high. She was like, hi, okay, sweetie, okay. you're cute. And then pose, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She knows why you're there. And But what happened was, it was crazy because they are codependent. It isn't just that Louis in it for the wrong reasons. It also feels like Teresa loves that he's in it for the wrong reasons because <laughs> like so he was sitting right next to her in like the VIP thing. So Ira brings me over. Teresa uh jumps up to take the picture with me. Louis steps aside so that me and Teresa can get the picture. And then I sort of just was going to go and I just looked at him to say thanks, kind of like thanks for giving us space. And Teresa is like trying to call him over so I could take a picture with him, too. And that's not <laughs> what the plan was. You know? <laughs> so I just like I just quickly like turned around. I love whatever. your reframing of that. It's not that they're codependent. She likes that he's in the wrong regions. It's like if a guy loved that he's with a gold digger, that he liked that about her right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's. That's a nice reframing. Like, that's what they have. I love that. Okay. Yeah. The only other husband we saw was Chris Bassett sitting dutifully um, <laughs> in Candace's booth. Um, Ray didn't even notice him. No, I, I noticed him. But, like, he's just sitting there having a drink, nodding, smiling that his wife has fans. He got his shift off. He got his shift off at the W. Yes, he got the shift <laughs> off. <laughs> he's not DMing any castmates anymore. I did check my DMs later, and he was like... No DM. Well, he... He DM'd me and was like, you and Ray should have come to the W, you know? <laughs> was it at 2.30 a.m.? Okay, let's talk about the housewives. Which gals did you get great interactions with? What panels were great? Did you see Rena? Did not mm, see Rena. No Rena. Very glad to have not. Although... She was popping up at, like, taco, like, trucks, like, on Saturday and stuff. Like, friends of mine, like, saw her, like, every... It was like, where's Waldo? (laughs) 
Like Rena was Rena was really get re- really working it. She knows on like she's Friday on and Saturday. Thin ice that Rena. She's on right. thin yeah. ice. Um, I met Kenya. Obviously, I was like, I'm gonna be in line till my feet fall off. Like I love her so much, and like when she had a specific designated photo ops. Like some of the women, you just had to catch at their booth or walking around. But Dead Kenya had a specific designated photo op. She knows her worth, and she always has. Yes. And I was like, I'm getting here at this time. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be online for Kenya's, like, um, photo op. I get there. We're VIP, so that line moves very uh, quickly or whatever. And I get to the front of the line. I'm, like, smiling hugely. And the first thing she says is, like, you are so cute. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. I'm obsessed with you. And then she's like, oh, sweetie. And then she, like, grabs me kind of around the waist and just gives me, like, a beautiful smile. Like, her, um, the person who was assisting over there just took my bag for me and just took a bunch of pictures. It was lovely. And then Kenya goes on stage for a panel that they had about the best vacations, and she was hilarious there. I was so happy. It wasn't a long interaction, but it did make my day. It really oh, did. It made an impact. That's nice to know. I, I wonder, guys, it's interesting because I think we're all people in the world. You know, we all have met celebrities and this and that, right? Like, if I saw, I don't even know. I'm just trying to think of, like, someone I, like, a Meryl Streep. I wouldn't be, like, standing in line for, I, I guess for her, I would. But I'm just saying, like, celebrities out in the world, there's something, like, a little cheesy about, like, us running for photos. But something about the housewives, it feels so right. Right. I'm like, of mm. course you are in line. Like, who would you be standing in line for to get a photo if not housewives? Like, right. it feels perfect. Well, just like the relationship, I feel like when we, like, when I've asked for photos from other people before when I was younger, like Madonna and stuff, like, they don't want any part of it. But, like, when you ask for a, a it's a symbiotic relationship with a right. housewife. Mm-hmm. Like, they wanted, like, Louie and Teresa, they want it as bad as we do. So it feels right. Mm-hmm. We are all equally thirsty. We are yes. all yeah. dehydrated at the <laughs> convention center. And nobody's trying to act like they're not. Well, what's interesting is that prior to this, Rena used to be like that Madonna person. Like, we've all heard about interactions with Rena. Like, she was always, like, very rude to fans who, like, asked for photos. Like, she's like, I'm not doing that, you know? Like, and now she's like, she's burying it now um, because her her job is, like, on the line. Do you think Andy's gonna bring her back, Ira? I do. I, I so listen. I was hearing rumblings that like the reunion gets very dark, um, and like you know, like she was sort of like need to be uh, put on pause or something like that. You know, like she even screamed this week, like put me on pause, Andy. Uh, and like everyone looking at her, like girl, when she's like, I don't care. It's like you care. Oh, the most. she cares more than anyone. And the audience has put her on pause. To be honest, the, she can't. Like if you are coming out, like. That's why I was comparing. We were comparing this to, like, WWE at this point. Like, it's really crossed over now to the point where, like, if you're a face, a hero, or a heel, like, the villain, like, they embrace being a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the audience loves it. Like, if Rinna is walking out on stage to thunderous booze, like, you it. keep that person on TV. Yeah. I've come around on that with... I've not to the same degree, but I've come around to why Erica Jane should stick around too. like for precisely that reason. Like initially I was like, oh, get this criminal off TV. But then this season I was like, you need that woman around. Like you got to keep her around, too. Well, Well, I will say and we talked a little bit about this last week, which is that like 
Erica knows who she is and the part she plays. She has embraced Mm -hmm. being the heel. You know what I mean? In this, Mm -hmm. if we're using wrestling, Um, she is who she is. She doesn't pretend to be anything except for a a different voice, but she still kind of is who she is. She's always been selfish. She's always been a narcissist. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter in what situation. We're just Mm -hmm. seeing it really come. But Lisa pretends she doesn't give a fuck. But then she's in our DMs and saying, like, why are you talking shit about me? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing about Lisa Rinna and also Lisa Barlow. They are greedy. If you're going to be the villain, be the villain. But you don't get to be, as Beyonce says on Renaissance, you don't get to be the villain and the victim at the same time. And they both love to do that. So, like, now Rinna... For example, on the reunion last night, oh, we all agree that we were evil and terrible to Sutton. And she obviously thinks it's fun and okay to do, but also, no, my mom died and I'm here for grief. I'm here for grief. I understand it, especially if you're as close as Rena and Lois seem to be. But it can't be that you're a terrorist and also you're sad about your mom. You're either a terrorist who who is sad about their mom, but you're not a terrorist because you're sad about your mom, you know? Wow. It reminds me of, um, I mean, literally remember when Lala was a terrorist on Vanderpump Rules? Yes. And um, Ariana at the reunion was literally like, and during the season was like, my dad died and nobody cut me slack for right. it. But your dad died and now like you're evil to everybody. Like, get over it. And it only comes out when you are nasty prior to that happening because Lala was nasty to people prior to that. Exactly. And the grief heightened it, as, the was as was Rinna, yeah. which um which the audience questions pointed out yesterday i will say that i do like that Rinna is starting to actively embrace it in a very wwf heel kind of way like she loved those boos but the thing that's frustrating about this new acceptance is it's only a week old because she was melting down on Instagram when she thinks people are calling her racist because she's arguing with Garcelle. You can tell she doesn't yeah. like that part. To me, what mm. I want is like, you know, when you someone murders someone and then they're still denying it and you don't get the satisfaction of them going, yeah, I'm a terrible person. So Rinna jumping to like, boo me. It just makes me feel sick because I'm like, you've skipped the step where yeah. you take stock and you say, I'm a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she won't do it. And I also just think she's rotten in her core. She's Val McKelly, okay? Mm. She's Roxy Hart. Yes. You know, she played Roxy. <laughs> well, and that's my problem with Kyle this season. Because I don't know, you know, because now we're just talking Beverly Hills. So let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Kyle's lost the plot this season. Kyle's lost the plot. And like, I don't know where I land on her. I'm so confused. And I I still have a problem with the way that she will not give it to Crystal, but she gives it to other people. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I get we didn't. And I talked a little bit about this last week, which is like, I hate when people won't tell us what it is. And that was where Crystal went wrong. And it's also where Lisa went wrong about Kathy. Both of them yep. went wrong. Just tell me what the fuck it is. But Kyle, why is she coming so bad for Crystal? I just don't understand it. Because, yes, I was thinking about this today. While I was at the dentist and I was under nitrous and a thought came to me. <laughs> It really did, which is if you put Sutton and Kyle next to each other, here's the difference between them. And I would like everyone's opinion. To me, Sutton is a Southern woman who's of a certain age, who I think makes has major like microaggressions happening left, right. But I actually believe she wants to be better. Whereas I think Kyle, who at first glance, you'd go, oh, she lived, grew up in L.A. She's liberal, cannot 
fucking stop digging her heels in. She doesn't want something about Crystal kind of saying, hey, I was violated. She, I don't get why she can't just accept that that's how someone else felt. It's almost, it's like kind of psychotic. Um, That's interesting. So one, you're, the liberal thing is an interesting thing to begin with because we've seen Mauricio's mama on the internet. And I don't no. know what this is. Tell me. Wait, are you serious? Mauricio's I, mom is a nut job Trump supporter and tweets nut job shit all the time. No, and I, had I had no, no idea. idea. Oh no, I I don't remember her her handle. It's like doctor. His mom's a doctor. I don't remember a therapist or something. Yeah, and but she does all the time. I hear Mauricio isn't quite as crazy as his mom, but definitely is also a Trump supporter. No. And we know Kathy Hilton to be a Republican. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if Kyle is also having sisters who are Republican. So are you saying the nitrous was wrong? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I just, I just was, I think that that might help your theory a little more, which is that. Yes. Okay. The, here we had a show where my politics were not obvious and, um, you know, no one could accuse me of this thing. And Garcelle might mention a race here or there, but here's Crystal trying to make this a thing we really talk about. And that, I think, stresses Kyle out. She's trying to control the situation. And because Crystal's younger and appears insecure, in my opinion, she's going hard because she knows she can, I think. Mm-hmm. And Crystal is actually giving sort of what... Ebony wasn't giving on Roni just because like one crystal actually does want to be the housewife and like Ebony was clearly using it as a stepping stool to like other talking engagement events. Yeah. It was very weird that she was on a panel at um, BravoCon, but whatever. Um, Crystal is very much more like she would crystal crystal with Ramona would be so different than Ebony with Ramona because crystal would be digging in but in a funny sort of like, and like sort of dragon being like, enough sort of way. And Ebony kept trying to go about it with like, we're having a debate. Here are index cards at our cocktail party in right. Harlem. <laughs> and I think actually just because Crystal is slightly younger, when she uses the language of like, you know, like um, the language she uses to talk about the racism and stuff, like it comes across a little better. When Ebony uses that language, it came across as didactic. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. But then also, too, Crystal opens herself up because this is a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, when Crystal and Kyle were arguing yesterday, when initially it was Garcelle's part of the conversation. Yes. I was like, Kyle needs to mind her white business and let Crystal talk. (laughs) But also, Crystal is slippery. I think that that's also an interesting dynamic. I do think that Crystal is slippery. I think also it's crazy to me, and I can't believe nobody's talking about this part, Garcelle started this because all Crystal was doing was reminding Kyle that Kyle is very dismissive of her feelings all the time. And she used the violated situation from last season. She wasn't trying to reopen the discussion. She was just saying, you guys ignored my feelings when I was feeling things last year on the trip. But now you're mad at Sutton for not understanding how Dorit felt. And then... Car- Garcelle jumps in. Do you remember this conversation? And she goes, mm-hmm. well, I think that you were race baiting Sutton and that, 
you were going to, if it was going to be anything, you just wanted to go after Sutton, which puts Crystal in a shitty position, I think. So now Crystal is suddenly having to defend herself against a crazy accusation as strong as race baiting. I was so disappointed in Garcelle in that moment. And so now Crystal, instead of standing up to Garcelle and saying, look, we have different experiences. I felt this way. I didn't want to just go after Sutton. You weren't there for the conversation. This is what I felt. Instead of Crystal standing up in her womanhood and saying that, Crystal now gets slippery and starts manipulating so that she doesn't have to have the responsibility of calling Garcelle out. Now it's, let's make Sutton seem worse and I don't have to do any sort of real engaging in the conversation. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Is there a chance, can I just throw out one thing? Is there a chance Sutton said something much worse than what we've heard, but Crystal's kind of an, on the more nice, normalish side of these gals, right? Mm. And now they've come to something and here we are and Crystal's backed into a corner because the way Sutton's like, we've moved past it, like Sutton will not... If this was anyone else, Sutton would be like, if Sutton hadn't done anything, she would be like, you're trying to ruin my reputation. I mean, we have seen this woman go off. And instead, she's like, we're good. Here's one thing I want to point out. Mm -hmm. And this isn't being addressed enough in why Kyle is going so hard against Crystal. I think it involves Teddy Mellencamp, the Nat. Because... Teddy on her two, P- two T's in a pod show. Tamara needs to cut her, by the way. Tamara Thank needs you. to get rid of Teddy. Get a different T. She, yeah. <laughs> she went out on, right, because Tamara watches all the shows and comments on them, but in a fun way. Like, she's like a fan and engaging with people. Teddy's like, like very critical and rude and like still trying to be up in Beverly Hills business. And Teddy is just humorless. A fucking humorless. Who wants to hear her talk for an hour? Not me. She's so serious. And and instead of having fun, she's like, she's not even like, oh, giving juicy insider gossip. It's like, let me correct the record about my friends, you know? And it's weird. So the record she's correcting is that like, she's insisting that the rumors that she was one of um, Crystal's 14 friends that fell out with her isn't true. But she says that she does know Crystal and apparently um, Teddy was the one who referred Crystal to be on the show before Teddy was fired. And so I think there is some sort of relationship from the past or some falling out or something with Teddy and Crystal. And that is why Kyle is going so hard against Crystal. Because it's sort of like you, there's probably some slight against her friend Teddy. Why doesn't Kyle just say that? Well, Kyle never says anything. Kyle is never upfront about anything. Even, I remember this, I was so disappointed um, actually at BravoCon because Kyle was on the panel where they were talking about vacations and we were sitting there. there you have room for audience questions and somebody goes, um, uh, will you finally say who you think was wrong in the fight in Amsterdam between your sister and Lisa Rinna? And still in 2022, she didn't defend her sister. She was like, oh, I'm not answering that. I'm like, my goodness gracious, you're on TV this coming week crying about Rinna going after a different sister and still post reunion, post your falling out with Kathy on Instagram, 
post all of this, you still can't just say, hey, Brenna might have had a point, but I should have supported my sister more or something that gives Kim some. She wouldn't give Kim anything. She just stayed like, oh, I'm not answering that. I was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. Do you think she likes Rena better than both sisters? I think she weaponizes Rena against both sisters. Rena can do what she can. Mm-hmm. She has family beef with her sisters. And I think that, you know, the the snapping at Kim, like you're an alcoholic in the, in the season one, like that was clearly pent up anger she had at her sister. And here comes Rena on this show taking out the frustration she's never been able to let out against her sister. She's like, oh, cool, this is great. But she loved it because it was when she was back on the outs with her because you notice Brandy was too brash and rude. And, like, that was at the point, like, at Brandy joined after the the limo incident where they were trying to fix their relationship. So she couldn't befriend Brandy and, like, support her being mean to Kim. Um, she was supporting Rena. But, you know, I find it very interesting that Brandy and Kim are cool. And also, you know those never before scenes, like when they re-air last week's episode before they re-air before they air the new episode. There was something that they left out of the original edit of the season finale, which is that Erica says to Kyle in front of the group when they're starting that uh, conversation that Garcelle brings up. She says, you know, even Kyle said that she's happy people will finally see what Kathy's really like. And and Kyle cuts Erica off right away. And she goes, that was a private conversation between the two of us. And so I was like, oh, so now you're over here, here pretending, oh, Kathy did an investigation. It was your publicist. But you cut Erica right off when she tells you that you are delighting in everybody seeing how bad Kathy is. And, Ka- and Kyle doesn't ever have a direct confrontation. She always lets other people speak for her. And I think that this is another case of it. It's just that this time it's gotten bigger than she wanted Rinna to take it. And Rinna's delighting in the attention. So she's not, you know, but I think that if Kyle really were upset about it, Rinna would have been cut off. How is it harder to cut off this this coworker than it is your own sister? Unless so you're odd. unless you're in love with her, unless you like what she's doing and you like her more than you like your sister. Also very wild that she always goes to the, like in the previews, this is hard for me. I'm the one who gets fucked. It's like, girl, nothing's being done to you, girl. <laughs> You're getting fucked because you won't pick a side. You can nip it in the bud. <laughs> You don't want to. So that's why she's mad at you because you're not nipping it in the bag. Exactly. That's why you cry. My thing is, I know that Kathy, I think, overreacted. I do think Kathy had the meltdown, everything, everything, everything. But listen, I understood. I was clear on why Kathy was mad that day. It's like, okay, I come to your house. You put me in these dumbass bunk beds, right? (laughs) I had a problem with that. A big problem with that. I'm wearing wedge boots in the snow. I'm your big sister, you were the one who you 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 use my name and my daughter's names and everything to get into every party and this and this and this. But you put me in these dumbass dunk be- bunk beds. You put your coworkers in better sleeping situation than I do. And every time I come into a room, here you are trying to humiliate my physical appearance. Oh, look at your slippers! I can't believe you went to the airport like that. Just you're 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 shitting on me. Kathy's playing along. Okay. Kathy's trying to sell her alcohol. I get it might have been annoying, but you watched your good friend on the show directly undermine me and you didn't say shit. 
And then here we are, she's still doing it online, post filming, and you still can't just tell your friend to shut the fuck up. It's crazy. Yes, yes, I like that. Also, 818 tequila tastes awful. Okay, (laughs) Kendall Jenner's tequila tastes awful. Casa del Sol tasted good. I liked it. And also, Kathy is just an investor. No one has pointed out on the show that Casa del Sol is actually Eva Longoria's tequila. (laughs) No, that is not. That has not been made clear. (laughs) Do you remember when Rinna figured it out? When Eva Longoria posted about Casa del Sol, Rinna's thirsty (laughs) ass was like, oh, wait, that's your tequila on the Instagram post. (laughs) (laughs) She's so... Well, I have another question about Rinna because now that we're in the, the Rinna area, just in general... Watching her like traipse around the stage, talking to herself, just tell the truth. You just got to tell the truth. If you tell the truth, it's the truth. And there's nothing more about the truth. I was like, this woman's insane. <laughs> Sutton was right. Like we, Sutton and Garcelle were right. Like we, we are not on the set of Days of Our Lives in 1993. <laughs> right. Okay. You are not trying to steal hope from Bo. <laughs> but she jumps. She jumps there. Walking around talking to yourself, I'm like, girl. Just running her lines to herself, like, over and over. She knew a camera yeah. was on her, and so she was like, I'm just good. Like, it, like we don't, we always say, like, when, when you know, we're all writers here, too, it's like, you can't have yourself, like, talk to yourself in the mirror. That's not really something people, maybe you'll just be like, oh, oh, God. But you wouldn't have a whole conversation, and that is something you do in soap operas and, like, poorly yeah. written things, someone talking to themselves in that way, and it's just like, I'm just going to tell the truth. That is, she was doing a scene from a soap opera. It was ridiculous. Absolutely. Even the, uh, even the let it the fuck it go. I was like, what is she doing? Like, I don't know. The way her mouth was like so wide open, it it looked like one of the Canadian characters on South Park. Just, you know, like (laughs) how they have the like line straight across (laughs) and the mouth is just wide open. And didn't you feel her wig? I felt the heat of her wig in particular. Well, speaking of the wig at the, speaking of the wig at the reunion though, Remember, like, she started wearing the wigs because Brandy rocked her ass at that reunion. was like, you've had the same hairdo for 20 years. But now that we're post-reunion and she's back in her, like, I want to accept the booze. I want to be the heel. Notice at BravoCon that Lisa Renna hair was back. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. She's telling a story with her hair. Wow. wow, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Okay, guys, really quick. I just want to say, I do feel bad that Crystal's eating lunch alone and also <laughs> that... Garcelle, I felt really bad when, like, Garcelle's saying all this stuff about the bots, and literally, they're all coming after her, and then they do these two close-ups on Garcelle that were so sad. Those close-ups, I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. Garcelle's got to stop letting these women hurt her feelings. It really is like, Mm -hmm. I actually, Mm -hmm. the way that I was getting furious at Sutton last season, I've started to get furious with Garcelle this season. And then, you know, the few times that she did stand up to them, I'm like, why don't we see more of this Garcelle? But it's like, I don't understand how a woman such as Diana or even watching Rinna and Erica mock you could hurt your feelings because you know that everybody in the audience agrees that these women are horrible women and you don't want to be friends with them. You've articulated that much very plainly. So it's like, I understand her feelings are hurt that she's being mocked about a situation that really matters to her and that they're being hypocrites. But it's like Rinna and Erica, like in real life, in my opinion, are losers. Like they are loser individuals. Like, why do you care, Garcelle? They suck. They like 
So it bothers me that it makes her sad. But remember, she's filming this feeling like people aren't on her side and she hasn't heard the fan reaction yet to how bad Lisa was. I don't know. It's it's tough. It did really make me laugh, though, when Andy was like, and Garcelle, do you think Sutton it makes it all about her? And she was like, yes, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> she goes, sorry. <laughs> and Sutton was like, uh-huh. Yes. Wasn't that refreshing? Imagine mm-hmm. if Kyle said something like that about Rena. Imagine. Yeah. The, she used to say it about Doree. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, like, they stopped saying that about Doree. One last thing I want to say about the Garcelle thing, too, is I was actually very disappointed in Andy this episode. Really? I was, uh, I was disappointed yes. that the conversation about the throwing um, Garcelle's book away turned into a convo about recycling. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, not calling out Rena and Erica, like, that's loser behavior, like Ray said. Like, they were giddy yeah. that Rena so threw this book that. away and then texted the video to their separate group chat they have without the black woman in it. That um, and then, very disappointed, like, had him just even asking the question, like, do you think anyone here is racist? No, like, Dorit asked that. Dorit oh, sorry. asked that. Yeah, sorry. Dorit asked that. My, yeah. How do you answer that? But I thought that that was an unfair question. It's, and yeah. there's no way that you can answer that without losing your job or making your coworkers uncomfortable. And also, if is someone racist is not a simple yes or no question. There are people who do racist things. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. And there's also microaggressions, too, where you're not like, I'm a racist person, but I have behaviors that are, right. are racist. What I did really hate was that, one... Uh, Rena used lawyers against Garcelle, which apparently is okay, but not okay when Kathy did it, one. And two, Mm -hmm. what I saw between Rena and Erica was like, oh, okay, so Erica is the kind of person to stay quiet and not tell the truth about who did something bad for months at a time wow. while while taking the heat for it. And then I, I was like, okay, so Miss Girardi might have known a lot more than she is willing. Like, it just seemed crazy to me that she was like, you know, basically on stage being like, I'm a gangster who can hold down my man. And then trying to get us to also believe that that's not the kind of person she is all season. Episode, she started the reunion lo- last week saying that she was dressed like um, Ginger McKenna, Sharon Stone in Casino. I'm like, okay, so you a mob wife? I also thought when I found out that Rena was the one that threw it in the garbage can too, what I thought in my mind was Rena's always like, own it. You got to own it. I want to own everything. Uh-huh. She didn't own that for fucking months. She should have mm-hmm. come right out right then and said I was the one who did it, but she didn't want to take the heat. What the fuck is Garcelle's book supposed to be about if Garcelle doesn't tell the stories from the show? What the fuck else is it going to be about her book? Like, that was insane. And also, when when you, when you they broke down what Garcelle actually said, she didn't talk about that girl at all. She was recapping what had happened. Okay, two more quick questions for you guys. I want to know, number one, do you think that Diana got these bots? And number two, I want to transition us and just get your takes on the new, younger, kind of influencer-heavy New York cast. I personally don't think Diana got the bots. I think that I think some weird like Troll. Bravo fan loser bought them 
uh, who is who support who's probably racist um and like is racist definitely and supports diana i th- i definitely think that like i mean we were just at BravoCon. we saw these people being crazy like <laughs> someone would go to these lengths to do this i don't think i just don't think diana um is smart enough to do it and cover her tracks to Quite be honest frankly. Mm. I think yeah. I think that I don't think that Diana bought them either. I just think it's a weird tactic when she could just terrorize Garcelle herself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think it would be a very, very weird thing to do to, like, decide to go after her kid on the Internet. But I do think that Garcelle is not wrong to feel that Diana has such bizarre animosity toward her that she should be skeptical. Like, I think right. Garcelle's feelings are valid, but I don't think Diana did anything. And like, also, I could buy to, one of Diana's friends doing it. Right. I would. And also, yeah. like, uh, as Ira was like pointing out on Twitter the other day, like. There are a lot of people who don't watch Atlanta or um, Potomac, you know, and at um, BravoCon, I met a lot of I don't watch Atlanta or Potomac women on the bathroom lines and a lot of like Vicky Gumbelson stands. Yeah, like I was just chatting with people on the line in the bathroom and they these were middle American women wearing like Balenciaga shirts. I don't know why you're getting that <laughs> dressed up in heels to go to a convention. Now, this is crazy, but um but they, I was like, oh, there is a huge like racist audience, or at least people who are not cognizant that they have these blind spots. So I could definitely think, I agree with Ira. Like I could definitely see a nut job like uh, person who is also racist doing something on behalf of Diana. Okay, Ray, you have to go. Thank We've you. We've loved having so you. Much. Thank you for your hot takes and your thoughts as always. Thank you. This is really fun. You know, I love talking to y'all every time. We didn't get enough, so we need you back soon. Thank you. And you've said some of the most iconic things that have ever been said on our show, which I will repeat, when you had to Shannon Bedore Storms, look busy. And then also, (laughs) you said the last time you were here, the, the paradigm has shifted. The genre has shifted. This is now a true crime uh, genre. And then Jen Shaw's guilty ass got banned from BravoCon or banned or got kicked out, right? <laughs> anyway. She's yeah. done for, like, Bravo's, they're, they're angry with her now. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much thank for you. having me. This was a blast. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Ira Madison III. We're back. Ira, can you take us through your thoughts and feelings and emotional state after hearing the new cast for Roni? Let me tell you something. I am ready for Jenna Lyons' messy ass to be on <laughs> Roni. I, did you watch her HBO show? No. Yes, it was horrible, I thought, but yes. Yeah. Well, so it was, it was horrible, but like I found her so intriguing. You know, I found her personality like very interesting. Like it's a mix of like, it's business minded, but not in a Bethany way. It's business minded in sort of a um, Bethany's HBO show. By the way, is um, it's it's Halloween season, so you people should watch it because it is a horror show. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> Bethany's Bethany's HBO series was terrifying. Um, but Jenna Lyons is more like a she's like a mix of like a Carol. And like an Aviva almost. Oh, like I feel yeah. like the energy she's gonna bring is interesting. I don't know anything about these other women, yeah. but I'm intrigued in like, you know, like a cast turnover. You know, I think that like, you know, uh, I think it's 
there's the argument that like they should be anchored by someone, but I think that like give these women a season to sort of do their thing. And if it's good, like keep who's good, keep who's get rid of who's gone. And then sort of like this could be like Roni season five where we got all those fresh new people. And then the next season, keep who works and then maybe bring back like one or two of like the um, other previous Roni people to mix in with them, you know? Well, I saw this really funny tweet by Miley Arthur said, I can't say I'm excited for the Roni reboot. What Bravo doesn't realize is we don't want influencers. We want women 45 plus who have lived and not learned. (laughs) 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 That did really make me laugh. Those are, I have two differing thoughts on that. One, it's like, I worry they all look so young and attractive. And I Mm -hmm. worry because I, and not that all of our women aren't attractive, but I always want them to look old and happy. I just want, (laughs) I want, them as Casey as, gardens, as your okay. as your mom used to say you know rode hard and put away wet I want That's people right. that have lived a miles, little bit miles on them. yes miles on them but that said like but if we think back to the first season of New York they were sort of like young moms not young moms but in mm. their you know yeah. late thirties early forties like they weren't think of how many like Ashley Darby was twenty six when she started Potomac right. and look at how she's delivered yeah okay um. Also, I think that some people were hoping for, like, a Lindsay or, like, a Paige to join. And I think that, like, I think if the show does well, I think if the cast does well, like, there's the opportunity to mix, like, Lindsay or Paige into, like, with the cast the next season. Someone, I feel like they'll add in someone we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I paged through everyone's Instagram. I got deep into their bios. I think we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I need to do the dive. Yeah, I, I went into it last night. It took yeah. me a while to come back out. I think they think of Jenna Lyons as like the anchor because we do all, mm-hmm. you know, all of us that watch these shows have a definite like cultural literacy of her and her work at J. Crew and her life. You know what and I mean? And she's 54, you know? All right, all right. She's 54 um, and, you know, she, you know, like she, she she's the elder. It's shocking that she's on the show, though. Like, I have to say. It to truly me, is. I put her in the realm. It's, it would be like not this much. I'm not saying this. I just mean like, in the quality of human that it's like, oh, Michelle Obama's joining. Like, what? Well, well, that's why I compared her to Carol. Yes, but even more than Carol. Because Carol seemed dignified when she joined the show. It was like, why is she doing this? But then suddenly we're like, she's writing uh, articles for Seventeen or whatever. Right, so I think that, like, this will unspool the dignified Jenna Lyons and we'll learn, like, oh, this is why you join Housewives. Okay, I got it. Okay. I mean, the one thing I say is, like, I, I said this, I posted this, but, like, I want her also back at J. Crew. you know? Mm. Um, they're struggling without her leadership. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, you know what? A little. I did a pride campaign for J. Crew, and I went in, and they gave me some free clothes. Um, they're like, you can go in the store and like get whatever you want. And like, I went in the store, and I was like, oh. I don't know what I want. Mm, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough thing. When Jenna exited, it was like the day she slammed the door, the clothes dropped in quality by like a, tr- a trillion percent. Mm-hmm. I will say their men's like beachy like lounge line like are great. I love those like um, yeah. linen pants. I wear them all the time. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Should we, guys? I mean, there's just so much this week, but should we try to take a step into Potomac or Salt Lake? Yes. 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 Let's talk Potomac because... Okay. You know, these women give me life, and I'm glad they're back. What are your thoughts on the new season, Ira? I love it. They have come out of the gate 
firing on all cylinders. Robin is the MVP of this season. She's taken all of the jokes that people make at her expense, calling her boring, wondering why she's on the show. She can't get out of bed. She's never going to get married. She's come in with, my story is a prenup. I'm also um, criticizing Giselle for the things that she does. I'm also like feuding with Karen. She's coming to work. And criticizing any woman who's like raised many kids and then gets divorced. She's like, that's not your money. I was like, wow, Robin. That that was a big swing for me. That was a big swing. Honestly, though, I was more surprised when she was the first one to show up at the stripping class or whatever dance class that was. Yeah. I think Ashley is stepping it up this year. Big time. Mm Mm-hmm. I just like her energy and I'm loving her TikToks. (laughs) Ashley is so much fun. I had so much fun with her at that event. And like, she's, she's really sweet. I adore her. I want to say that, um, Robin in an interview, by the way, um, said that, uh, Karen's, um, my God, the full name of that party is like so and many hilarious. names, many names. Spring, fling, tacular. New, new year. New. It's a new awakening. Ta- oh, and plus a new turning a new leaf. Maybe I, there were a lot of things going on. It was yes, but it was um, also it was a taco party. Yes. And um, Robin in the interview said there were no tacos. No. <laughs> beautiful like I could never think of something like that that's genius to have a taco party and not produce a taco that's comedic genius Karen's doing great um Mia is still fumbling and messy, but, you know, she's she's fun to watch. I love her. I just wanted to quote Mia really quick because she said, my mission is bigger than me. And I felt like (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Danielle, I wrote that exact same thing lying down. It was just so good. Uh, I'm interested to see, like, what the falling out is going to be with her and her friend who's already beefing with online, this Jacqueline girl, because she was introduced in the premiere. The producers put friend in quotes. Mm, interesting. <laughs> A little foreshadowing. Wow, I didn't Foreshad- catch I loved them. when... God, who was... No, never mind. But Mia, to me, I think I said this, but she reminds me of Khloe Kardashian in, in terms of the nails and the kind of mm-hmm. way she talks. I just love watching her talk and her nails. And she'll say something so perky when people are like accusing her of lying about cancer. She's like, this is God's plan. Yeah, yeah. I love that. She's like, I'm here to do his bidding. Candace is great. I love, love like, I had chills the moment, like, actual literal ones, like, um, not being overdramatic. When Giselle was starting the Chris storyline at the end of the episode, and she turns and looks at the camera mm-hmm. and she says, What is this? What are we doing? I really, I was like, <gasps> <gasps> Like, I felt like she looked directly in my eyes. Like, she was, like, yes. coming for me. Like, she was like, what are we doing here, Danielle? What is this? I don't like this. Right. Like, I thought she was mm-hmm. like, Danielle? Danielle, what is this? Because <laughs> the way Giselle was steering that combo, she knew, she clearly knew, like, oh, this is about, like, she was a that so Raven flash. She was like, oh, this is about to be a storyline? Absolutely not. Yeah, she she saw it all in an instant. It was like she put it every, like, at the speed of light. I will say, I believe women, but I'm like, I don't know if Chris was trying to, like, with Giselle. I'm just, I do I see Chris as, like, a sweet guy. It was just, like, nice to, I, I, I just don't see it. I agree with Robin. Like, he's Their just friendly. Friendship. Yes. has been so sweet on the show. Like, when he would cook for her, when they, she'd go to the restaurant, I'm like, this is... 
I don't like it. It's I don't like it. And friendly. I'm a, I just don't. Yeah. And I'm a Giselle fan. I would say Obviously. that this is I love Giselle and I always love the producing that she does, getting things to happen. But this started to feel like that moment felt like um LVP slipping um the tabloids into um Brandy suitcase. <laughs> suitcase. Oh you know, God. it's like this is so obvious. It was yeah. it was weird. I mean, because I mean, she's saying I thought my makeup and hair people were there too. You know, like Chris, I don't know what he wanted to talk to her about. I do mm-hmm. think it's weird. Like, if you have a private moment, why did you need? I, I get on some level that I, I don't know what her friendship was like with Chris because it is weird to have a strange man in your bedroom like that. Mm-hmm. I get that, but he didn't try anything. Like, I, I just don't know what that moment was. I, I, I Also, that moment happened five months prior and you waited until filming started to bring it up to Candace. Yeah. Well, that's not great. That's not great. So it was, and then the DMing of like, come, cause I, uh, people, I, I was not down with the DM thing because I was like, I DM people all the time. If I'm up in the middle of the night and they've posted something, I'd be like, yeah, Hey, what's okay. up? Like, I, I DM it all hours. Yeah, so come on. Like, were actually, I'm not thinking of people <laughs> are married or not. Like I'm married, but I'm like up at 2 AM with my own. And he works stream. at the W. It behooves him to have famous people come. Yeah. So that to me was like, I was like, no, that I, mm. that is, that feels like Ashley, like, I don't think yeah. he's coming for you at the moment. He's up at 2 a.m. because he's working and he sees you're out and he's like, oh, you should have come to the depth. Like, I was like, yeah. this is a stretch. To me, it felt like a stretch. That makes sense. I mean, if your manager is, if your friend's the manager at the W, like, you go because one, like, you're helping them, but also you'll probably get a bunch of free drinks. Yeah. So, exactly. and she's going through a divorce. So, <laughs> just- now I would like to talk about. For me, what was one of the darkest moments of the episode? And that was the return of Katie. Yeah, Katie is... I love Katie. I love I Katie Rose. But I need, I need... But, like, she gives me Kim Richards vibes. Yeah, she, she... I was like, I don't think she should be on camera right now. Like, I get nervous when mm. she's on camera. I was like, I don't think this person is in control. Like, I, I, you know when you don't feel like someone is in control of what's happening? Like, it makes you nervous mm. whether there's, like, a, a mental thing going on or just they feel unhinged or they're not in their good space. Like, Katie, the last two times she's been on, like, la- two seasons ago, yeah. and now, like, I'm just like, ooh, we're not in our right place, Katie. I, I don't... I want you to... I don't know. I wanted her to to be okay. Up in her leather jacket and her um, colored contacts. Yes, the colored contacts, and maybe she's just loopy, yeah. and that's fine. And you know, but uh, same with Kim Richards. When Kim Richards wasn't in a good space, I was always like, oh, I don't know if the, we need cameras on her right now. You know what I mean? Like it just gave me pause. And then she's like squeezing yeah. Ray's butt, which again, light, fun, a thrill, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I just felt for her in that moment, and I hope she's okay. Like, I just don't feel she's okay, and I want um, to take care of Katie a little bit, personally. Same. On the other, on the flip side, um, seeing Sharice back was a delight. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, Cherise. Oh, I love Cherise. I know she's not beloved by everyone, but I do love Cherise. I know. She's just coming in as a troublemaker. Oh, she's a pure troublemaker. Pure troublemaker. Yeah. Yeah. So to cause trouble for Karen. And you know what? Karen needs it. So we love it. And and didn't Robin invite Cherise? Am I getting that right? Robin invited Cherise. Robin invited Cherise. And that's why I said Robin's clocked in. She's giving Karen a storyline, too. Like, it's everyone is working. The only one I'm not impressed with is Wendy, as usual. You do like, not like Wendy. Why I've not? I've never liked I, Wendy. I don't. I've never liked her. And I just think that, like, they're, like the, they were right last year, you know, because it's like she basically, like, she didn't want to be, a, like, she just wants to see what being a housewife is about, you know? Like, she wants to get some extra checks, wants to have fun being a Bravo celebrity, and like that's what they were really trying to point out last year. It didn't seem authentic, and now this year, like you really want to open up a um, bar slash library, like that is so unserious. <laughs> and you are also working with Peter Thomas, Patricia, and I was like, okay? we don't need a fifteen minute scene here yeah. with Wendy. Like she also has a heavy, darker energy to me, I will say. There's just something yeah. when she comes in, she doesn't have that lightness, the fun, like... Well, the reunion, the reunion, she was so angry yes. at Giselle. And it's just like, girl, it's not that serious. And I agree with Giselle at that. I'm like, if we have actual beef, come up to me and say, hey, can we talk? And then fix it and sit down, have your sit down over wine, fix it. We love those housewives scenes, but don't, I hate someone who like, um, you know, um, who tries to fake the chum chummy. Okay. Like if we have beef, don't approach me and try to hug me. Come on. I 100% agree. I enjoy Wendy guys. I'm sorry. I do. Okay. Well, someone has to buy those on ye candles. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I think we should take a break and come back with Salt Lake. Yes, please. Yeah. We're back with Salt Lake, guys. Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. What a mess. She's a wild rose. Um, <laughs> this okay. show, every episode of the show where they go on trips um, is um, them drunk arguing about something and I truly have to rewind the scenes because I never know what they're arguing about. Yeah, it was unclear. It's 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 chaotic. It's like a cacophony. And I it's... feel claustrophobic with those gross mm. rugs, and we're in the same house. It seems like that we were in last year, <laughs> except we're in lingerie. I'm like, get out of these gross Airbnbs. Yeah, uh, it's it's so weird, and it's just like you're trapped in the house with these people. These Sprinter van trips have to stop. Mm. Um, what's funny is Whitney said that, um, at the event I did Thursday, um, she was, I asked her if like, if the Sprinter vans traumatized her and she said the van that they had to pick her up in the hotel to bring her to the event was the driver was, I guess, the same driver from when Jen was arrested. No. (laughs) No. Whitney, you know, I used to really like Whitney when she started. Obviously, I feel terribly for her related to, like, her family things. Mm-hmm. But there's just her instincts to me are all so wrong. She's messy, And when she was slurring the facts are Angie, <laughs> let's call Angie. I was like, I actually don't want to watch her gargantuan balloon boobs bobbing up and down as she, you know, she, I think, struggles with alcohol 
big time. Yeah. That's not being said. And I don't want to see her with her Chardonnay just like lashing out at everyone. It's completely irresponsible. And why the hell Meredith and everyone else is acting like her behavior is fine is like totally right. beyond me. Mary was right when they were all dressed in their, you know, like um, all dressed in their like beer garden outfits that time. And she was like, you're drunk. <laughs> like you're all, you're a drunk, like little girl. You know, she was right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, like I sort of am like I like Heather a bit more than Ray does, but I will say that like Ray I'm does not like Whit- Heather. Yeah, I'm on Whitney's side. I think that Heather is just very mass, mass a lot of insecurities with um acting like she's not insecure. You know, it's like the the fight with Lisa was just felt very silly to me first season. Um. The, Why like does going she to be sweat Lisa so hard, right? And going to be friends because it's like that. It's like high, it's like middle school, she high school, like going to be friends with the popular girls. She's not over her rejection by the popular girl. She for just her to isn't. be like, I stand by you as a friend. I'm like, they've been friends for one night. She's all up Jen's ass, and like Jen was calling her Shrek and a manatee. Like I don't like what is what is what's clicking here. She's clicking down. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I also have to say. And I love Heather. I do love Heather. But her kept pointing out, like, as she's screaming at Whitney, like, Jen's going to go to prison for 50 years. Like, I was like, this is not helping. This is not helping this woman right now. The look on Jen's face and the amount of times she said it. Yeah. It was like, this woman's definitely fucking guilty as hell. This woman stole from elders. How do you think she feels? It's like one line that killed me. It really did was when Lisa said completely seriously, and I don't really have, I don't have a Lisa impression, but she was like, "Uh, uh, then I just had a burrito and a Kit Kat and I realized I needed to put my problems aside of me there for Jen. (laughs) (laughs) A burrito and a Kit Kat. (laughs) How does she keep that figure? I am sorry. We have only... And again, we've only seen her eat junk, trash. Like, I don't... I, I don't I, think we should go there, Danielle. Sorry. <laughs> just in the sh- answer. No one's going to like the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just a shock. I can't, can't quite get over it. I had a lot of <sighs> listeners uh, contact me because they were worried about the steaks on the grill. Like, we, like, like during this mm. party, how, like... We're all fighting and no one's watching the stakes. And I had many people. Well, I hate to use it, but those were the stakes of the scene. Like the, yes. the S-T-A-K-E-S's. And then it's like the whole time I'm like, the stakes. <laughs> people would not. It's a good metaphor. You know, it was, you know, it was giving um, Off-Broadway. You know, yeah. it was giving Strindberg. You know, yes, the stakes you. grilling. That's the metaphor. We're ignoring the real stakes here. Why mm-hmm. was Whitney yelling to Heather so many times? You weren't there for me. Did she mean like... Like just two seconds ago, right when we were sitting yeah. at that table. That's what I mean. I never know what they're arguing about. And what was it last week where they're arguing? Like Jen doesn't want anybody focusing on like her thing, and then they're arguing, and then she's like, "I'm the one who's going to jail." You guys are arguing about this. I'm like, "Oh, which is it?" <laughs> <laughs> but it was tough timing from Jen, and it's like, yes, that is very stressful. <laughs> but at the same time, Whitney's just been like, "I'm being abused, and I don't remember any of my childhood." And Jen's like. Bye! Jail. It's like these gals. And also, it's like these are both very heavy topics, and I don't, I don't know which way to put my focus. Because in one sense, she is going to jail. In one sense, she probably put herself in that position. In the mm. other sense, she was abused by family. But and the other thing, you just found this out. Maybe deal with it. 
for a minute with like your therapist and your family before we bring it to the stage. You know, like I it's was like I didn't know where to very, look. It was very weird seeing the scene with her husband discussing that. I was like, I don't have that in me for reality TV to have a scene like that. Um, and then bringing it up to the women nonchalantly, it's like I have so many questions. I'm like, who was the like who was the abuse from for one? You know, because I'm like, I have so many questions now about like, is this why her father is like, banished? I have to ask myself, is this the dad? Yeah, because she said the 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 person in all of our lives, or, or at mm. least the person connecting them, is they have the same dad. Mm. Yeah. I'm not is saying that it why was he him, vanished? but like it was what. Is that why he like vanished? And we know he was an alcoholic. So like, it's just very, I it's I looked dark. him up last night. <laughs> she says that he's living in someone's house and that by all accounts in the town, he's doing well. I'm like, what? Okay. It's unclear. Does he still have that um, mm. Christian or haircut? Wig like hair. <laughs> unclear. Unclear <laughs> that Diane Warren. Yeah. Oof. I'm with Meredith. I'm like, if if Lisa screamed those things about me, Lisa's just like, I'm not going to keep laying myself on the cross. I'm like, it was pretty bad what you did. Am I? Why am I the only one that seems to feel this way? Yeah, I stand Lisa, but I do think that they are trying to insist that Meredith move Meredith move on way too quickly. Thank like you. she's she's allowed to be mad at her for a minute. But Meredith, here's my problem with Meredith is that she's. Coming at it so haughtily, you know, as Meredith does, she's like, I can help you to figure out who to be so that I can be friends with you. That to me is what like, all right, (laughs) Meredith. Okay. And then also watching Meredith twerk. You know what? That's very Sagittarius behavior. I want to point out Um, the fight with Sagittarius. It is very much um, I will forgive you once you what's, you know, like I have decided that you have done the appropriate amount of therapy or whatever yes. where like I can talk to you again and it's like okay Dr. Phil McGraw <laughs> <laughs> and after and Dr. Phil's wife after yeah. watching Meredith twerk I was like I'm team Lisa because I can't watch <laughs> could you not be and she was like I'm uh, not gonna pay my rent this yeah. month I was like I can't yeah. <laughs> Ira, thank you. Thank We're going to wrap up. You've been so wonderful. Ira Madison the third. You're the best. Where can we follow you, Ira? Um, you know, Ira Madison three uh, is my underground Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then listen to keep it, obviously. 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 Thank you, Ira. Now, Danielle, before we wrap up the episode, I did want to bring someone who was more behind the scenes at BravoCon. I'm very excited to hear it. You know, this has been a whole BravoCon episode. And for those who weren't there, um, I love getting the behind the scenes footage. With like the craftspeople, yes. you know, because with these types of things, like Fire Festival doesn't put itself on, you know, mm-hmm. these are the kinds of people, the stage crew, if yes. you will, Danielle. Like Jamie Lee Curtis said in yesterday's reunion or last week's reunion, like the stage people, these are the crew, the camera, these are the people. These are the people we must thank. And this particular gentleman made a piece of art, made art happen is really how I, how I would describe it. And I reposted this and, and take a take yourself over to Ramona Singer's Instagram <laughs> in case you want a visual because it, it is important to see what, what I'm talking about. But at what, Ramona is in a, a kind of, uh, what would you call it? A kind of neon booth. It's both photo booth. It's both video. We've it's, got Beyonce's Renaissance playing. It's like a, a fashion cave or something. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like um, 
It's hard to describe it. <laughs> like a bond, like with the intro of bond almost, you know, it's like mm-hmm. all those things wrapped into one. And then what Ramona's is doing in it is so upsetting and confounding and uh-oh. And she's giving long looks. She's giving smolders. She's giving stillness. And her eyebrows are doing their own work. Now, someone pointed out they settled, Danielle. Do you agree with that? I don't know that they'll ever be what they were. <laughs> I think done some deep damage. Danielle, you know, it's just like when we brought out the Uber driver who had driven Jen Shaw, you know, that fateful night. I think it's important that we bring out uh, a gentleman who was behind that neon box, if you will. And I'm sure he'll be able to tell us in, in much better words. Please welcome Julian Buchan. Hi, Casey. Hi, Danielle. Hello. This is uh, one of those dreams you don't realize is a, is a dream come true until it comes true. <laughs> I would say to you, dream bigger, dream bigger. <laughs> In that case, dream Julian. bigger. <laughs> I, and I was talking about BravoCon, obviously. Oh, so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My mistake. We thought you were talking about Oh, God, us. now I feel like a real asshole. I, I was nodding like, yes. <laughs> no, I, I swerved. I swerved. I, I baited you and I swerved. You delivered. And it's perfect. Julian, will you tell us how you got wrapped up in this little old thing called BravoCon? And and what were the gals like who entered your stage? I, I honestly have so much to say. Um, I was hired by Meta to create this, this booth for all the Bravo celebrities. And, and so we created this, um, uh, like you described, a kind of a neon box, a stage. It's a little editorial, a little fashion um, I wanted to create an environment for th- that these housewives aspire to every day of their life. Um, kind of a vogue tableau for them to exist in. Great lighting. Great. It, I mean, it wasn't lighting. It was like the face of the sun. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, it made, they looked like couldn't a million see a boxes. Line. You couldn't see a line on a face. Beautiful. You couldn't see a line. And there was also a lot of direction from me behind camera, just, just subtly saying, chin up chin up just 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 so that, that just the so the right lighting can hit especially with brandy because she has that strange i'm sure you noticed during girl ships there's just a strange development on her temple or between her eyebrows and and so you know they're just little things that i've been trying to avoid um so chin up was definitely the operative term so you've seen their faces in action. You weren't just a photographer and the subject is showing up. You you know their pitfalls and their, uh, and their <laughs> angles exactly. highlight. You knew about Ramona's eyebrows before you had, like, it wasn't your first, you know, rodeo. Yes. Like you, no, I, okay. I knew that they were, like you said, settling towards the back of her head. Um, <laughs> I don't think they could have found a better person for this because I have an encyclopedic knowledge of these women. And so as they came through, we had about 90 Bravo celebrities come through in about two hours. And I didn't need any cheat sheets, any face cards. Um, I was greeting them all (laughs) by name, knowing all their backstories and their, you know, their passages through time, um, their trials and tribulations. Their passages through time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do want to give a little context about the Ramona. I feel like there's two, the Ramona video, um, and maybe why it's so unsettling is. <laughs> Thank you for using that term because that's, yeah. I couldn't put my, my mind to it's the term. definitely in the realm of the uncanny valley. Yes. 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 It is yeah. unsettling. It's, you know, an early Halloween gift. 
basically there was, a, <laughs> and I wonder if this kind of got under her skin, but, but I feel like it might have, which is as she was waiting in the booth with all these other housewives and they're all kind of mixing, they're all standing next to each other, some ignoring each other, some staring at the person who's on the stage, some supporting each other. And so she's standing there, not a word, not a guest in sight, holding a, holding a little clutch, looking very um, stiff. And, and someone that we, there was another staff member called Romina. And so one staff member, not Romina, referred to Ramona as Romina by accident. Uh-oh. And, and so as she walked on stage, um, I, I, I think it triggered her because she was like, I'm Ramona. I'm not, I'm not Romina. I'm not mean. I'm not mean. And she kept, she was kind of stuck <laughs> on that loop. And um, she couldn't get off it. And she does get in a loop. Like she, when she gets in a loop, you can't get her out. It's a, it's a, 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 a maze for her. She can't, she's a mice in a maze. <laughs> yes. And so I, I had to pull her out and I, I did, I did um, use a cliche, which I've never used on any photo set, which was Ramona, I want you to make love to the camera. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. Talk about bait and swerve. Talk about bait and swerve. <laughs> oh. I mean, she did go for that direction. And it, and you can tell, that's why we're all shook. I know. Because we saw her face, the face that she makes when she settles on, you know. On that D. On that D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, wow. Right. And, and I'm, I hope you've seen the Dorinda one as well. Which was, not, oh, yes. No, yes, I did. Yes, yes. I did. Which was equally that unhinged. That is also Top. What happened there? Um, so that was that was pretty quick. These were all very quick, too hot, too quick to process. Um, I will say she was definitely a little um, glazed over the eyes. I, I don't think she was mm. quite all there. But you know, I don't want to. I don't want to put anything out there. I don't want to start any rumors. Um, she, yeah, she wasn't quite all there. But she she really went for it on the stage. Dorinda, that's never not her problem. No. She doesn't not go for it. No, no, no. She was so confident. I I will say she kind of missed every physical cue that I threw her way. Um, (laughs) Which also kind of shows because she she kind of misses one of the beams. She takes a step forward and that kind of misses. But she's got a big, big joker grin on her face the entire time. Did you get two runs at it or there just wasn't time for it? Was it one, one and done? Some of them... Some of them got two runs at the beginning, and then we had so many people coming through that eventually I just had to knock them out. Um, Melissa Gorga got two runs after at the after me explaining the booth to her, and and then she just very confident confidently cut me off and said, uh, "I think I got this." <laughs> and then and I had to and I had to do a take two, of course, because she didn't listen. She didn't got this. Anyone else that stood out to you? I would say um, the Potomac ladies were really nice. Candice was an absolute dream. She definitely felt like she was setting foot on a music video set and she um, did make love to the camera. Ashley was a lot of fun. She, She heard my accent and asked if I was Australian and then said, oh, well, you know, I have an Australian husband. We don't really speak much right now. And then, and then kind of trailed off. Wow. And you're um, like action. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and I love that they're still just sharing off, even when there's one person listening, they're still, they're still opening up their lives to us. I, you gotta love them. You gotta love them. And was anyone else, was anyone extremely rude and not that that's my hope? Um, there were honestly more surprises. Uh, Meredith looked 
terrified the entire time. Um, uh, no, there were more there were more exceptions. There were more like Lisa was egging everyone on and watching the monitor and very very excited. And um, and then when I when I explained the booth to her, uh, she was like, "How will I know when to go?" And I just said, "I'll scream." <laughs> She's like, "Okay." That was a good impression. That was. Because first I thought you meant Rinna. And I'm like, I'm trying to picture her like supporting everyone at the moment. How monitor. was Rinna? There was no, no Rinna. Rinna. Actually, barely any of the Beverly Hills housewives came through. I think they I think they arrived late and then got shuffled onto the Watch What Happens set. Um, so we didn't get, I got Crystal in. Um, a lot of New York. Wow. Let me see. Oh, Candy and Phaedra were standing feet away from each other which i thought was very interesting they didn't they didn't talk lisa and meredith also not talking wow yep wow yep julian this was your service is unparalleled (laughs) um your work is important thank you and thank i love i love what you did it was just you gave us really (laughs) little honestly uh, short films that we needed to see that i didn't know we needed and i think you you showed the women as they are and i you you gave us like an x-ray into their souls and i appreciate that that's artistry yes well yeah i appreciate having the stage to showcase my my work in in such a special way (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to get in that booth if i ever Person myself and make love to whomever. I'll, I'll, I'll resurrect it just for you both. Yeah, I mean, I think that the audience has seen me in a sex swing, so I think that they know what they're getting when they get me in that booth. <laughs> <laughs> when Seshkan officially lands, um, you'll know who to call. Of course. Oh, God, first love call. You. First call. Julian Buckin, thank you for being here and thank you for your work on the ground at BravoCon. Thank you so much. What an amazing episode. We had so much to give today. So much to give. Oh, it was a roller coaster ride. I never wanted to get off. Me too. Well, thank you to Kate, our amazing editor and producer, Amelia, our producer. We are so lucky to have all of us here today. And me. Yes, me. Bye. 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 